Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. What's up, guys? It's Mike and Mark from LRMOnline.com, bringing you another exciting episode of LRM TV Podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to kind of expand over a couple different topics. Uh, we're going to start off covering the uh, DC TV shows this week, since there was a lot of heavy issues uh, going on, especially on Arrow and Flash, Co- covering a, li- a little about Supergirl, and then kind of briefly going over, over why Legends of Tomorrow was the week for us. Um, and then we're going to kind of go into a little bit of WrestleMania, talk a little news, all this exciting stuff, uh, for a week that really didn't have a whole lot. Um, we had our regular episodes of our shows, but everything else kind of same old, same old. We're staying the course. It's, it's that time of the year where, uh, studios and TV shows are just kind of, you know, holding, you know, making their way through till we get to the end of spring into summertime. So, um. Make sure you listen to the entire podcast and listen to all your thoughts in the comments section. So, um, pretty exciting stuff on Arrow this week, huh? Dude, that was crazy. Yeah, I was not expect, oh, oh, expect episode. No, you know it. It started off, and I was like, "This is going to be dumb," <laughs> because I just I don't know when the um. I, I still don't really enjoy the flashbacks because, like, it's kind of like you've said before. I forget who's who. Yeah. Because there's like Kovar. There's Greg. Gregor, Gregor, and, yeah. and just like Anatoly, I forget who. Yeah, and I forget who's like what, and who's in the brat fund, who's not in the brat fund. I don't know. So the like, names they have for the for their leaders and stuff like that. Yeah, and then so like Gregor died, and then Anatoly's in, and then he's meeting with Kovar, but then Kovar wants to like take over the government, and I'm like, I don't, I really don't know what the heck is going on right now. Right. You know. Oh, no. um, so when it started off like that, I was like, "Oh gosh, this is gonna, this is gonna suck." But then, like, about halfway through, well, not even halfway through, a little bit more before that, um, you know, it, it got really good and reminded me of like the last or the first couple seasons of Arrow. I think some of that too, if you think of it, like Team Arrow, wasn't was not in this one. Yeah, which you know what I mean. I mean, I, re- I mean, they showed dig on them some, but like. They were not a part of it, really. Yeah, they weren't the main focus, or they weren't even part of the main storyline, which I enjoyed. It was. It's been a long time coming, um, for you know, for like a, a very Arrow centric or Oliver centric episode. Because I don't know if I could have taken any more, um, like dealing with her, like or with like the the excess storylines between. Um, you know, Diggle, and then and then City and her like like her group, and then yeah, um, absolutely, Wild Dog, and you know all these and like Miss Terrific and his struggles with his relationships and stuff like that. Like it's just right. gotten too much. Oh no, I definitely uh, agree with that. Definitely agree with that. But um, yeah, I was like, I don't know, like it was at the end of the episode, I. I, I was like, I liked it, but I don't love it. Like, I, there was something about it that just yeah. didn't take me over the edge about it. Uh, no, I agree. And I think I think part of it for me was the fact that the flashback scenes were still just very long. And, like, I still don't really understand the point of them. So I thought the part with Chase was good. And yeah, like I said, there definitely are more questions than answers, but I still think that's okay. But the thing that threw me off, I think it's because, yeah, you know, they're obviously doing the rush of flashbacks. But then um, 
what, what's her name's mom from season four? I don't. How do you say her name? Like Tayani or something like that. Tayani was that her name? Yes. Yes. Tayani. Yeah. So, like, the big reason why Oliver was supposed to be in Russia was to, you know, tell talk to her family about Kovar. Right. So like. We just meet her mom. I mean, we've met her earlier in the season, but I mean, we just finally kind of got more of her yesterday. And then, boom, she's like dead. It just, it seems like a forced connection to season four. Right. Oh, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it, I mean, that's why Oliver went there and he talked to her once and then Kovar kills her. It's just kind of like, okay. Um, and yeah, and then obviously Malcolm meeting with Kovar was interesting, but really sketchy. And then I don't know the, the montage at the end that went like back and forth between Chase and Kovar. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like when mm-hmm. Kovar and Oliver are fighting, right. yeah, it, it, that's what made me think that there's some, some sort of connection there. Now I'm not saying I want Kovar to be the guy behind everything. Cause I honestly don't. I think that would be kind of anticlimactic, really. Yeah, I think that would. But, uh, I think that would take away from Adrian's character. Yeah, kind of like yeah, a brother, I, brother, you know, kind right, of lost his yeah. mojo after Slate came into the, the picture. Right, but I still feel like he's involved somehow, or maybe that's how Susan Williams is involved. You know, because Susan, remember, she had like her connections right. in Russia, and then she had that like bottle of vodka that was the same as what the vodka that they were drinking in Russia. So I don't know, maybe there's some sort of connection that way, I yeah. guess. But yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like to me, the, the, my gripe about it was the whole secret thing and how he enjoyed killing. Um, yeah. That, that was like a big shock to me, to me. Like, that's something that granted he hasn't publicly, like Oliver's character hasn't publicly stated that like, like saying, I I enjoy killing, but come on, seriously, for as many people as he killed in season one, you kind of figured out that, look, the guy didn't mind killing a person here or there and stuff like that, like, you know, and would what would you expect for someone who's been through that much tragedy on the island, on, in China, in, you know, in Russia, that he enjoys killing, you know, we, we've gotten to that point, so that didn't make any sense to me, and so what it kind of, like, for me, for me, it from a writer's perspective, it paints Oliver as, as being a good guy. So it's like telling people you really, really for the villain, the entire five, five seasons, you know, you've been watching. Right. This. Yeah. And so I, I think I, I didn't get it. I, Maybe I, I just didn't get it. You know, no, I think the thing, so I had to think about it a little bit. I think the thing that I, yeah, it, it was odd, but I think the thing that I actually liked about it though, is that I feel like it is something that Oliver suppressed. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, exactly. He did kill. He did all that. And then he was really trying to change. He was trying to be this different person. And he was telling himself he was this different person. And then Prometheus got it out of him that, like, guess what? You're not this changed person that you thought you were. Gotcha. And not only that, but you are the reason why your mother is dead, why Tommy is dead, why um, Laurel is dead, and why... Felicity and Diggle and all those people have problems is because of you. And so like when I thought about it in that way, I was like, man, he just like completely annihilated Oliver's like psyche, like everything that he thought of himself, like was just thrown out the window. You know what I mean? So I guess so. So, like, so the whole build up to like season five is he's trying to become this hero, hero, hero. And really it, he has it. Is what you're, right, okay. exactly. He he thinks he has, but he hasn't. And really, if you think about it, it's kind of interesting because it, the the city still has this anti vigilante or anti Green Arrow like task force that's out. Now, granted, some of that is based off of Prometheus, but now I think that makes even more sense that Prometheus did that because how is that any different than season one? You oh, know what right. I mean? Yep. So, so like, it, it seemed like something kind of subtle, 
But now that you look at it, it's kind of like Prometheus did that to be like, Oliver, you are no different than you were five years ago when you killed my dad or whatever. Makes sense. You know what I mean? So, but no, you're right. I had to think about it because like when he first like yelled that, I was like, I don't know, that's kind of weird. But I feel like it was like this thing that Oliver probably kept deep inside and like tried to change. Like, no, I don't want to kill. And and he did but he was trying to tell himself that he didn't or something like that you know but i mean it was pretty dark like i mean he like skinned that one guy remember oh, that yeah, that was crazy like like so was like, that Whoa. was a little interesting there because you know we're, we're so used to the like the dc marvel mythos of heroes yeah. where they're you know they're conformed into the hero personality because of one tragic event you know so like a parent dying sure. or you know girlfriend dying or whatever you know being bit by a radioactive spider or whatever right and so and usually it's that one event that leads them down the path of the being the hero and stuff like that but that that showed me right there that oliver went to a dark dark place first oh, yeah. before making that turn but ultimately we i guess now that you've explained it he didn't even make that turn turn he just kind of covered it up with all these you know speeches and the the character of oliver queen covering up the monster that really he was Right, because, I mean, even if you think about it, each season, I mean, I guess there have maybe been one or two where, like, the city does kind of accept Green Arrow, but not not completely, you know? And I think yeah. that is... And he's and killed the shown. main villain every single season, right? Because he killed... Well, right. he thought he could kill Malcolm Merlin season one. Then... Right. Killed Slade season... season didn't kill Slade season two, but... No, yeah... But the flashback he did, um, right? Yeah. So then, then season three kills Roz. Yeah. Season four kills Damien. Yeah. And then season five, Here whatever. Yeah, right. Adrian now and stuff. So. Well, yeah, and so I think that's where yeah, because when it was first revealed, I'm like that that wasn't that big of a reveal and then i actually had to think about it more and that's why i started making some of the connections but really that's the thing too because when oliver was like yelling like i don't know what you're talking about because oliver had never like actually thought about it you know what i mean yeah i guess until he started making those connections he never thought about it and then he yelled that and then that's when you know he kind of connected it all for um kind of connected it all for uh for oliver you know and i just like i said it felt very vintage kind of like a season two right right where Mm -hmm. where where you had the psychological battle and then not only that but um you know when artemis returned i was actually the fake out with that that was crazy crazy. oh i was i was pissed at first because when they like quote unquote killed her i was like what a freaking wasted character right i was like they could have done all these things and they wasted her and then she got up and i was like they got me, yep. <laughs> you know, I was like, got me. Like, I, I really thought that she was dead. And then I was like, okay, touche, <laughs> touche, chalk one friend. up for the right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Chalk one up for the writers. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was the, the Artemis fake out was, was good. And it, it kind of like, it, it's cause same thing, same type of feelings you, you had when she was killed. I was kind of like, man, that's, that's another character that could have been really used to its full potential, didn't use it, and and then comes back. But now it makes me want to wonder, you know, how how much was she involved with Adrian prior to her turning? Was she always with yeah. Adrian, even in the beginning? Like the whole fake out of right. joining Team Arrow was was just a a ploy and stuff. Right, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's definitely like a it, this show has turned into more of a psychological game than anything else. Right. It's not the right. simple. And, and that's good for versus me evil. personally, for me personally, that's what I like. You know, yeah. that's why I liked, um, like, you know, the dark Knight. you know, it was right. very psychological and, and season two of arrow because it was psychological. And that's why I still think someone else is in charge though, because if you look at it this way, right. So you have Adrian chase and his father was supposedly killed in season one, whether it's that, I still can't tell if it's, it's, if it's that guy from, I don't know, Cl- claim, not Claymore. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? The guy from that they speculated was his oh, father. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, no. whatever, if that's his father or not. But then uh, Artemis, she dressed up as Black Canary. Was that in season two or season three? 
season three or four. Four. Season season four. Yeah. Right. It was right after then, um, that's right. Laurel died. Yeah. And then Talia obviously has connections to season three. Right. Right. So I feel like the person behind it still could be someone from season two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like everybody's connected to a season, right? So, like I said, you have um, Chase's father from season one, um, Talia from season three, and then Artemis from season four. I, and I, that's why I still think someone's in charge because you have three people who Oliver has either, you know, killed their parent or, or someone, something along those lines. They have something against them. So I still feel like there's someone from that season that might be behind it all. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, the the dream would be have Slade come back, but I don't think that's yep. going to happen. Um, yeah, there hasn't been any news about Manu Bennett coming back to the show. Um, right. Recently, so that I mean, I mean that that would actually be crazy if that if they did that. But I think. I think like you, you, you've been speculating that Kovar is really Adrian's dad. Yeah. Kovar ends up being KG Beast, and you know sets the tone for the the end of the season type deal. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the way that it'll. Yeah, because I mean Kovar kind of is in the comic books. Kovar is KG Beast. It's just a different storyline. This isn't a right the normal storyline we have for for KG Beast um, that Arrow's using. So. I'm like, you know, I'm pretty confident that's the way they're going to go with it now that they, they've exposed that Malcolm Merlin saved him from death and brought him back to life and everything like that. So, um, it'll be interesting. It's it, this, the past two episodes have finally have really got me back into it. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, there, I agree. There was a little hiccup, you know, with the, the previous season, um, or uh, previous episodes before that where it kind of got a little too cluttered with all the different storylines with the excess characters. But now that it's just been really focused on Oliver, um, you know, I really, really uh, like got back into it. Uh, well, and, and what do you think is going to be happening next week? Because I mean, you saw in the preview that he, I mean, he like punches Diggle. So I had to slow that down and actually look to look to see what was him that punches and it looks like it. So I think he goes back yeah. to his old school ways. I think he he realizes that he's better off being alone to save his friends, yeah. and he's going and he's going to go back to the way things were season one, where it's you know him in a cellar and just kind of you know finding out how to get rid of Adrian by himself. Um, you yeah. Know. Which I hope it stays like that because if they go back to the the ultimate cliche would be. To get the team back together and say, Oliver, you we're with you oh, the gosh. entire way, you're yeah. a killer and stuff like that. You know, which is which is probably going to happen, but it you know I would, would like to like to think, you know, that it would be a little bit of a twist and see, you know, Oliver going down a darker path and everything like that. And, and with it being the Arrowverse and Flashpoint and all that kind of stuff, wouldn't it be something if like let on Legends or something, some event caused it all to change and. You know, and oh yeah, right. We're back to the way yeah. things were, say season two and stuff. That's the beauty of the right. Arrowverse is that one single event can alter alter one's reality, and and you bring back Katie Cassidy and stuff as, sure. as Laurel, Laurel and Black Canary, and you kind of do a reset button. That would be ultimately nice for me. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. All right. So, on to your favorite show of the week, which was the Flash musical. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, I know you were right. dancing and singing along there. I, I will be completely honest about this. So, I sat down and I watched until I saw Malcolm Berlin starting to dance and sing. And I'll be honest, and I turned in. I didn't watch the rest. Get out of here! Are you serious? Swear. So wow, here's my wow. thing. I just I. I, nothing to get, and I know they were in this alternate whatever, and that's fine. But like, I just I have never been able to get into TV shows that that are like that are like that. I just I I don't know. And like I said, I know they were in like, you know, an alternate whatever. But I don't know Malcolm Merlin. I'm like, oh, here's League of Assassins, and he's John Barrowman dancing and is, singing, yeah. and I'm just like, ah, I just can't do it. And so 
Malcolm yeah, Merlin, John Barrowman, man, he is a. If, if when we uh, next time we go to uh, uh, and he's there, you're gonna I'm gonna make you sit in his panel and listen to him because the guy, the guy is a true entertainer and he's a great great stuff. But um, no, oh, no. And, and it's nothing. It is honestly nothing against. Do like, you would take any away the, the songs? Member, like take away the songs, you would have loved the story though. If because like I mean, my, the thing is, they were good. Like they were good singers and dancers. Uh, I just like I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I've just never been able to really get into. Shows like that. You were probably singing and dancing. You're just not admitting it and stuff. I was. I'm actually exhausted. I was actually upset that they didn't ask me to come on and sing and dance on there. You know who I was upset they didn't ask to come on? Um, and I even mentioned in my, in my reviews, uh, Sierra Renee. Hey, like Hawk. Oh, yeah. yeah. They had Malcolm. She was an actual. Yeah, because she was on yeah. Broadway, Broadway. And so they had Malcolm, Malcolm, you know, Daryl, man. So it's like, you, yeah. you know, he's never been on an episode of The Flash, maybe once, I think. Um, right. And. And so I was like, why would you, you know, I, I understand bringing him on because he's, he's a hell of an actor and he's talented, sure, uh-huh. um, you know, performer. Why not take that opportunity to bring Sierra Renee back just for a little cameo? That would have been great to have her on there. And um, I even asked her that when uh, when I got to interview her at DragonCon. I was like, have you been, have they been in contact? And she's like, no, not, but I would love to. You know, she was like, like really upset when she found out after they wrote off her character that they were doing yeah. music, music stuff because, you know, that's her background and she would have... She would have loved to have done it. So I was kind of a little upset they didn't do that. But so take away that, it ends up being since you didn't watch it, it ends up being a, like one massive ploy by the music meister because on both Supergirl and on Flash, you know, Kara breaks up with Monel and Barry mm-hmm. breaks up with Iris, and somehow, some way, music meister is paying attention to all this and hypnotizes both. Uh, Barry and Kara like be part of the part of the meal, and he basically basically tells them that the only way to get out of the hypnosis is to make it to the end of the musical. We're both shot, you know. It's a gangster style uh, like West Side Story type play. Uh, they're both shot lying there, and it takes um, Cisco to vibe in Iris and Monel to save them, basically giving them the kiss. So it's it's one hundred percent musical storyline, West Side Story, you know, right. Chicago style, everything you know you can think of, um, you know. And so, but you thought that Music Meister was like a villain, and really at the end he's like, oh no, I did it because you're not going to not going to defeat Savitar and you know car you're not going to be able to save the world world unless you have somebody that you know you love and stuff like that. I was like say what you know this, this wasn't huh, a villain it. like and he just disappears and that's it like it was huh. I mean storyline it was it was pretty entertaining um you know I enjoyed the you know I enjoyed the musical stuff about it and um the songs were were good um and then the they had an original song that they created for it called super friends which is corny as can be but it was like, <laughs> it, it was straight it was like straight off of like the super friends cartoon show that type of like was it? oh that's yeah. awesome so i mean i recorded it so i'll probably end up watching it this weekend but i just i don't know i and it's weird for me so it's not that i don't like musicals like musicals themselves are fine but i think it's right. when like I have an idea of a certain character and who they are and what they do. It's kind of like typecasting, I guess. You know right. what I mean? And and then when it's like complete opposite of that, I just like I don't know. It, I think that's more of my gripe about it than right. the sense that oh, it's no, a I musical. It. If that makes any sense? No, no, I get it. When um, um, I mean, watching The Flash, you have to watch like four different versions of uh, Harrison Wells, and then right, you exactly, know, right. We we have like three different versions of Cisco and Caitlin. You know, the only one that stays well, consistent is Barry. I think too that I, I I enjoyed last week's episode, and I really wanted to learn more about like Savitar and right. who he is under there and this and that, and it was just like such a drastic change from that uh-huh. um so i think for me it just seemed kind of out of place for this season um but i don't know maybe it ties i mean I, I guess it does tie in with uh obviously him reuniting um barry and iris so yeah because he does at the end propose to iris again right and they do they do do get engaged officially officially but officially Anton, I will say. Yeah, right. Um, so it might, it might change in the future. Who knows? Um, we'll right. have to find out. And then next week is... So we had Music Meister this week, and now next week on The Flash is The Magician. That's an, another old school villain. Yeah. Uh, 
the Flash archives and stuff like that. But supposedly, he's the one who knows who Savitar is. So maybe we'll finally fig- uh, find out. It's kind of like how last week we finally found out that Adrian Chase was actually Prometheus. Maybe we'll, right. we'll get that and go um, get that storyline story line wrapped up. Because I think we're four or five episodes away from the finale. Um, yeah. Did you see that they were talking about next season and they're not going to use a speedster for the main villain? Think. I mean, it, it needs to be. It, like, it needs to be right. somebody. Uh, I would. I wouldn't mind somebody original. Um, you know, not for. You don't even have to go from the archives of the. You know, the rogues gallery and stuff like that. But just straight up make it. You know, original. Somebody that's. You know, different from the whole speedster premise of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, nothing against. I mean, what they did in season one was, one was genius with reverse, reverse fashion, right? You know, and uh, Eobor Thawne. Um But I think, think the back the the seasons a row of speedster villains is just kind of sure, yeah, wearing down. No, wearing, I agree with that. Yeah. So um, let's see. We got uh, Abracadabra. Oh no, we actually got a couple more. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six episodes okay. left in the season. Um, and then... So we got Abracadabra next, this coming up week, with The Magician. And then... Um, so... <clears throat> it seems like, like on Flash-wise... I think we're going to get set up, set up for... Someone sacrificing their life for Iris. Because you're not going to kill Iris mm-hmm. West in this show. It, it would be no, unless you're really going to go off the you know the deep end and say we are definitely not like the comic books. Um, so my theory is that Wally sacrifices himself for Iris. Really, but not mm. to be killed, but to be sent into the Speed Force oh. with with Sabotar. And the only reason why, oh. reason why that. Is because because when DC had Flashpoint in in the comic book series, and that whole fiasco, Wally West gets stuck in the Speed Force, and it's That's not right, until yeah. just recently, until the DC Rebirth, that we get you know the original Wally West back, and so I think that's that would be my guess. Not a hundred percent confident in that, but you you got to figure someone important's going to die and sacrifice themselves, you know. Um, Ronnie did it season one. Season two um, was um, Barry's dad's dad and Henry Allen. So I'm thinking. I still think it's going to be Julian. Just because I I think that he will feel, I don't know, guilty for letting savitar use him and this and that blah 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 you know sort of thing um and save caitlin i mean i think what's that like save caitlin type deal yeah yeah like i think it's that sort of thing which i actually think it'd be cooler if like it was what you said and it was wally or something like that i think it would have more of an impact Mm -hmm. but i feel like julian's the safer easier route if that makes sense yeah no i agree just mm-hmm. you know what i mean um but i mean i think what what you suggested would actually be much more interesting um and then you could bring the speed force into it more for season uh four uh which could be cool yeah um so uh moving on to uh legends of tomorrow this to me was, was awesome it was best the best, and this was a, a tough week. You know, this was a lot of good, uh, good shows. Um, you know, the one that was was the was the weakest. I don't know. I don't know if you watched it, with Supergirl. Um, I actually uh, got to watch it, um, and really the only highlight from it was that Kevin Sorbo and Terry Hatcher um, finally came on the show. Um, yeah. This week and stuff, but it, it was a lot more like love drama than anything else. But Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Bringing in J.R.R. Tolkien to help the team out <laughs> was awesome. That, to me, was the I, highlight. I like I, – I think this, for me, is was the best episode of Legends that I've seen. Oh, I agree. 
Um, first of all, it had very much an Indiana Jones type of feel to it. You know, trying to find these relics mm-hmm. and this and that, which I thought was awesome. Um, storytelling was really awesome. And then obviously bringing back with Wentworth Miller's Captain Cold. And then, you know, Mick, um, you know, turning on them and this and that. It was just, it was really, really good, I thought. Yeah, I know. I like. To me, it, it, like I wrote in the review, it was the perfect parallel storyline to, to you know the actual Lord of the Rings, you know, uh, yeah. a, a fellowship having a relic that's way more powerful than any one person can possess, trying to find a way to destroy it, going on an impossible journey, and ultimately, you know. Eventually, they're gonna, you know, get the spear of destiny back to destroy it. But right at that point, is that their fellowship wasn't strong enough to to fight off evil and end up losing the relic and everything. So it, it was per- perfect, you know, set up everything. Everything. Yeah, I thought it was really good, and there were some more kind of subtleties that I thought was really interesting as well. Just how, like, you know, at the end before. Um, you know, Mick left, and when he had told, um, you know, Captain Cold, like, that they had the spear, we're trying to, whatever, um, and he just kind of said, like, you've never seen me more, any, anything more than a villain, and, uh, or a thug, or whatever they said, <clears throat> and, you know, they, they were kind of like, well, we lied to him, we told him that we did, and we never did, so I don't know, it was just, it was, it had a, a bit more depth to it as well, I thought. Oh, no, I agree, um, the, um... The 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 return of um, Wentworth Miller was great. I like, yeah. like that's. I think that's what made the episode so great was because that was that one piece of the puzzle that was kind of missing from the show is how, you know in completing the Legion of Doom, um, you know was having Wentworth and the you know the interaction with him and Dominic Purcell you know it was just it's great and uh, you know I've I've been a fan of uh, Dominic and his character on the show you know since the beginning and stuff like that. But like it really, like he really was able to expose his character a, a more um, this this uh, episode. So I think for the for the rest of the season we've had we've had. Yep. So, um, if you had to choose, all th- you know, we'll we'll leave Supergirl out this week because um, it really wasn't a fair fight, you know, and. But if you had to choose, which one would you rank as the best episode between Flash, Arrow, and Legends? Oh, Legends. Legends. This week. I agree. Yep. I agree. I yep. mean, storyline, um, plot, everything kind of just worked in favor. And I like the little the... nod oh, yeah. that they had, you know, like when he kept saying, like, fellowship, like, you know, trying to, like, put these kind of little thoughts into uh, Tolkien's head, you know, which <laughs> I just thought it was, you know, extremely well done. Yeah. Oh, no. I. The, like the show and the writers really have embraced what they are because if you think about it, first season was like a sci-fi thriller type thing and it worked, but not it wasn't strong enough to say okay we're, we belong in the Arrowverse. But now this uh, this season they've kind of just thrown that all away and basically said you know what we're gonna be we're gonna focus more on history and and uh, myth you know Western myths and everything and and, and kind of embrace embrace and show that you know, you know that we're a flawed team than anything else yeah absolutely yeah um oh do you see uh big bang was renewed for two more seasons so now it's going to go to 12 seasons this year or that's awesome in yeah 20, 2019 now um it's gonna be so um my question to you is there, do you number one? Do you think that the twelfth season will be the end? And um, how think they're going to end the show? Yeah. I I do think it will be the end. Uh, the main reason is I I don't say they're running out of ideas because I, I I don't think they are. You know, the episodes are still great, but I think it's progressed to a point where it's almost like where do you go from here sort of thing. You right. know what I mean? Cause you know, they're all like married and they're, you know, engaged or whatever. Um, and 
I don't know. Then are you going to start like I, I just I'm not really sure where they can continue with it at that point, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the end they may all have like i don't know babies or something like that and it's just you know they're all kind of doing their own thing but have families now so they can't be as like connected as they were and not just like one of them but like all of them or something like that right. i don't know what do you think i think so i definitely think it's 12 seasons and done um because like you said that i don't know where they can really go from here um because right. every you know for the most part the major characters are all in in you know, very stable relationships, either married or, right. you, know, you know, or, um, and, uh, what's his girlfriend's name? Um, oh, I think of Penny, uh, Bern, uh not, there's Bernadette? Penny, Bernadette, and then, um, God, it's killing me. Uh, uh, Amy, Amy Farrah Fowler. Amy Farrah Fowler. Why did I forget that one? So Farrah <laughs> Fowler and Sheldon basically are married because they're not going to leave each other and they've right and stuff. So uh, the only one's Raj. So I think basically oh, yeah. um, the only the only thing I think is going to happen is um, Penny pregnant, have a kid, have a kid, um, and kind of do like what the generic. 90s sitcom shows done is everybody moves out into the suburbs type deal. Right. Uh, and I think that's basically, it, you know, what it's going to end up doing. Because I really don't yep. see any any new, like, characters coming in that are going to spice up the show and make it different than that. Um, and it just, like this, like you said, the storylines are starting to, to either repeat themselves or, like, you know, not not original as they once were um right because like this is the this season was the third time they've covered san diego comic-con you know yeah and wasn't really that funny um uh so yeah and then they also set up where the fox or no, cbs um ordered to series so not even we're not even going to the pilot we're just going straight to series is the prequel to the big big bang theory where they're going to follow Sheldon as a nine-year-old boy growing up in, uh, <laughs> was it West Texas or something like that? You know? Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I think 2019 will probably be the last year of, of Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, that just, I mean, it happens sometimes. Like, you get to a point, I mean, you know, I think about a lot of the good ones that last a long time, Friends or anything. I mean, you can only, you know, you, you can only have so many stories, um, or, you know, even if you think, like, back to a lot of the, like, you know, when we were growing up, like, say by the Bell and stuff like that. Like, they, right. you know, I mean, they went through junior high and high school, like, and then obviously they tried college and that didn't work. But, you know, you could only have that for for so long, really. Right. Yeah. It, it's like some of those shows kind of like like they they were a season, season or way past this prime. And I mean, people are, are still feel that way with Big Bang Theory. Um, right. You know, it's it's cool when they get the the special, um, like the special ce- celebrities to come on there and, and do that and the cameos and stuff. But that's not every week, and if, if they did that every week, it would get really old really fast. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, wrestling. I wanted to cover this real quick. Uh, WrestleMania. So W. So Raw and basically SmackDown this week. Week we're just straight up let's let's keep with the storylines going into wrestlemania um, yeah was there anything that jumped out to you on either raw or smackdown that made you say wow i'm looking forward to wrestlemania um no not really no. <laughs> um I, I just i feel like it's been fairly predictable i guess yeah um you know, I feel like, I don't know, like, yeah, obviously you have Shane and um, AJ Styles, okay, and, oh, you know, Nia Jax is now in there, and that's fine. I think we talked a couple weeks ago, and we said that, that would probably end up happening, oh, yeah. you know, and it's uh-huh. just, I, I, I don't know, I just, there's nothing that's really, I mean, it's okay, I guess, I don't know, it doesn't, there's, there was nothing, I mean, SmackDown was pretty good this week, like usual, it was better than Raw, but. I don't know. It's just, 
I don't know. I feel like it's kind of plateaued and just they're they're okay. But once again, like I said, it doesn't really make me excited for many of the matches at WrestleMania. There's none that really stick out that I'm like super pumped about. I guess. All right, all right. So so here's the reason. The reason why the so on the card right now you have or the storyline is Triple H is supposed to fight Seth Rollins. Seth so we Rollins, had two, right. yeah two weeks ago Seth Rollins came out and looked like he was good to go and then of course they had that whole like Triple H is killing his knee and type thing which I I really don't think he was ever injured because you don't why why would you put yourself through that much pain and hell and stuff like that right so, um, or the injury that he had was minor minor type deal um, sure so it, out on the card coming up into the last raw. Going in into WrestleMania, yeah. Do you think it's going to be straight up Seth Rollins versus Triple H, or are we going to get a tag team match between Seth Rollins and say Sami Zayn versus Triple H and Samoa Joe? Because they're need, yeah, they're not on the card either. Yeah, and Sami Zayn like stepped up this week and seemed like he was making more of a name for himself right so yeah i could i could probably see something like that happening which i mean would would make sense but i mean it's still okay it's it's all right um you know i think it would be fine but doesn't you know doesn't it's not something i'm like super pumped for i guess yeah i don't know um the only the only reason why i'm thinking this is that i think this is the return of finn baylor because if you do a tag team Uh, match Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, or Samoa Joe, or Triple H, Finn Balor jumps in to save Seth Rollins in the match. Because, yeah. I mean, he came up with <clears throat> Sami Zayn and then wrestled against Samoa Joe in NXT. So I could definitely see that, see that happening. Yeah, well, that would be cool. Like, I would definitely love a return of Finn Balor, but um, I think that would bring something back to the program that's been missing. Oh, yeah, agree. And then. So, right now on the card lineup, the main event, main main event is Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. The co or the co main event of Goldberg versus Lesnar will be before that match. Do you think that's a smart move to do? Um. Yeah, because I I just I think a lot of people are. I don't know if upset is the right word, but I, I don't think a lot of people are really that pumped for the Goldberg. Brock Lesnar match, to be honest. Um, and I, I think that with Bray, with Bray Wyatt, uh, his popularity right now. And I really do think that the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt storyline has been, you know, fairly interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's probably a better way to go. Um, like I said, I think if it ended with, Goldberg and um, uh, Brock Lesnar. I don't know. I, I feel like with that match, it's either way it ends, people aren't going to be happy. Right. You know uh, what I mean? I agree. Agree. Like, like Goldberg keeps it. They're like, okay, great. Part like he won't wrestle again until whenever Brock Lesnar wins. They're like, okay, great. Well, he's a part timer, so so I I don't know. I just I think that's probably a good move. Yeah, and I think. Uh... I think it's like you, like you said, a smart, um, and I kind of like in agreeing with you on it because I think if you put your all your eggs in your baskets with the like the ending WrestleMania with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, which we've already seen before, and it didn't turn out that great of an actual ma- match, that if it doesn't doesn't <clears throat> pan out, then you ended on a sour note, or at least you know with Bray Wyatt, Rand- Randy Orton, you know, full timers, these are guys that are wrestling is is. You know, an art form for them, so you know they're going to give a good match. You know, it may not right. be the best rivalry that we've seen, or like you know, it's kind of been the. Right. 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 Right.
literally they are planning um, to have more Star Wars movies up to the next 15 years. So wow. it looks like our grandkids are going to know about Star Wars. They're, can you imagine like 15 years from now and stuff like that? Like, like what could you like how could you possibly explain to your kids that Darth Vader was the best badass villain of all time you know when yeah, well you know, you know what though has. I mean what's crazy if you think about it though like my dad saw Star Wars in the movie theater when it first came out you know so like I it's remember be crossing growing... generation after generation yeah absolutely because I remember growing up watching star wars on vhs you know just because you know my dad liked it and stuff and it wasn't necessarily new per se i mean i guess return of the jedi would have been the most recent but you know and then so they were such classics that like you knew about them and you knew about darth vader and then the prequels came by and even though they those didn't have Darth Vader, not till the end, you know, it was the build up to Darth Vader. And then, so I don't know. I just, I think there's, I just think they're timeless. You know what I mean? So like, I think that also builds it because, you know, if they're grandkids who are watching it, like, well, I want to know where this stuff started from. You know what I mean? So they're going to watch a new hope and be like, Oh my God, those graphics are absolutely horrible. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. What a bunch of crap. Yeah. (laughs) Did they use paper planes for this movie? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. All models. <laughs> yep. You know, it's it's crazy though. If they actually do go through with it, I mean, you know, fifteen another fifteen years of Star Wars. Never in my wildest dreams when I was a kid watching Star Wars did I ever think that I would be like, a still talking about Star Wars in, in, at this age, or b still watching Star Wars uh, like new new episodes and stuff like that or new movies. Um, right. It's one of oh, the no, I definitely things, agree. You know, so I think that how much more money could they actually? I mean, it's a billion billion franchise. Oh I mean, yeah, is crazy. I Four. mean, if it's working, then keep doing it, right? Right. Oh no, without a doubt. I mean, the, without a doubt. I mean, it's like everything they created. There's only been like a couple of things. Star Wars wise, and it's more or less video games that they've kind of really missed the boat on. Yeah, because the shows and the movies have all been great. Um, just a couple video games that you know, back in the Super Nintendo era days, that I could be like, ugh. But even their computer right. games have been amazing. You know, X Wing, uh, X Wing, Tie Fighter Squadron, you know, stuff, um, and then Battlefront on, you know, the consoles and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Right, last piece of news uh, uh, today. So, so it was revealed on Twitter, uh, Justice League movie Twitter, oh, yeah. and then um, the that uh, the it looks like the new trailer for Justice League will be coming out. Um, There's two videos that kind of showed one of Aquaman and one of Batman in his new armor, new tech. Um, it seems like. Batman's going darker, I guess. Uh, have you seen? Did you get a chance to see the videos or no? I did. Yeah. Yep. So the image that you see of, of Batman um, before you even hit the video is him standing on top of a, a um, what is it called? A, a, a skeleton, but it's supposed to represent um, the statues that look over the building. God. Protect the gargoyles, gar- like gargoyle style. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and standing over that, and he's got his his new outfit on, which lo- looks like he got a little bit more armor to it. Yeah, and if, I don't know if you know if you uh, see the new, they've uh, done upgrades to the Batmobile now, so it's more armor tech. Uh, it's got more weapons added to it and stuff. Um, right. Yeah. So. The the little thirty second clip we have is basically you get the you get the shot of Bruce, you know, when he's confronting um Jason Momoa's Aquaman trying to, you know, get him to join the Justice League. And then he's going after it looks like is somebody in the Batmobile shooting at something. What do you think that something uh-huh. is? 
looks like he's I honestly, win. yeah. Um, I I don't know. Do you think it would be like a parademon or something like that? That's I what I think. Like, is a parademon. Yeah. So if it's a um, parademon, is Darkseid going to be the main villain of Justice League? Or does Steppenwolf have parademons? What you know what I mean? Like maybe. I can't. So what I what I have heard, and like I said, it's all like rumored stuff. But like from what I've heard, the movie could kind of start off almost Lord of the Rings esque mm-hmm. with like because supposedly the um, mother, uh, boxes. mother boxes were mm-hmm. you know between man, um, the Atlanteans, and the um, uh, oh my gosh, the uh, the um, Wonder Woman and the Amazons, right? Yep. Um, so I've heard that you may see a glimpse of dark side in that way. I still think that you're like some, at some point in the movie, I think we will see dark side. Now, is that a big part? I doubt it, but I think there will be a, a part. Now, I think it would be smart for justice league to, Give him a little bit larger of a part than just showing him. Um, you know, maybe if it's a little bit at the beginning or like last 15 minutes, you see him involved in something. The main reason why is because otherwise, I think your kind of everyday moviegoers, not necessarily comic fans, mm-hmm. would think that if they just show him at the end, they would think that they're ripping off Marvel. You know right, what I, I mean? Agree. So I think giving him a little bit more screen time would actually have almost the opposite effect where your everyday goers might think that Marvel's ripping off Justin. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, I agree. And, but like, see, it, I think Darkseid is going to have a more prominent role. I think he's actually going to be the main villain because more and more that we get out of this movie and the more trailers we see is that Number one, there's the mother boxes. Now we're we're seeing maybe a parademon that um, Batman and Bruce will be fighting. But two, with the announcement that Justice League is no longer a two-part movie. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And now it's its own entity. By doing yeah, that, it, you know what? Screw it. We're not going to waste our time trying to do a two-part movie. Because everybody got pissed off with Batman versus Superman being so damn long. And then right. ended up being that... The extended edition actually made more sense, but it was a four-hour movie, and no one's going to want to see right. a six-hour movie explaining all the entire Dark Side saga. So I think they got rid of Steppenwolf, and I think that basically what we saw of Steppenwolf in Batman vs Superman, or what we assume was Steppenwolf, is just going to be right. that, and then just say, "Look, forget what happened, and here's the real bad guy." Did uh, they cast someone as Steppenwolf though? I don't know. Like it's only been rumored, and nothing has been oh, confirmed. Okay. Like you go on their uh, the IMDb website, which you can't always trust IMDb because the right. the studios have to keep some secrets, you know, right. from leaking out. Well, so they, I mean, it could it could all be smokescreen too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that yeah, I think that would be interesting. I think that would be a better way to go personally because I think more people like. Like, you know, you're like, Steppenwolf, like, he seems like such more of an obscure character. I mean, he's not, right. but you know what I mean, especially to um, a lot of the average moviegoers, I guess. Um, but, yeah, you know, I thought that was really interesting. I figured it might be a parademon. Um, but then, you know, what do you think the the full trailer will offer for fans? You know, because I know, like, when the, the second Wonder Woman trailer came out, I was thinking that we would get a glimpse of Ares and we didn't well at least yeah. not in Ares form um but what what do you think you know it'll have to offer I, I know it'll have the the shot of like the full team well you know sans Superman but the full team coming out of the back of the um jet which I thought was pretty cool but what do you think else we, we I think, may I think you're gonna, the they're going to keep it to what they're doing is showing a lot of, a lot of Jason Moe and a, a lot of been like <clears throat> I think they're, they're hesitant to show Wonder Woman comes out. I think they're still hesitant to show anything with Gal Gadot uh, as Wonder Woman because that's going to be. I think what people don't want is people will be confused with one, what Wonder Woman's going to be and maybe what Justice League is going to be with her since it's two different time periods. Sure. Um, um, and I don't think that everybody's sold on Ezra Miller being the Flash. 
So I think they're going to just keep it, you know, small and simple with him and also um, Cyborg as well. And, and you know you're, you have a, you have a bankable, uh, bankable cast with, um, you know, Jason Momoa and Ben Affleck. So keep it that way. If you really want to sell tickets, don't try to sell this movie on the other cast members. And it's smart. I mean, you you look at the um, um, the you look at the the video of Jason Momoa that they released today and stuff like that. It's a lot of the same stuff we've seen him standing in front of a massive wave, yeah, you know, looking badass and stuff like that. But it sells because you know the, right. Momoa. Um, and so, I I mean, don't don't rock the boat with this because you're you're in you know fragile waters right now with a lot of people. Um, yeah, sure. So, do think, you think there'll be any sort of a glimpse at Superman, like black suit or no, blue suit? No, because like, I think that's think? gonna be. I think that's the big secret is when does yeah. Superman pop up? I think Superman is controlled by Dark Side and the team. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I I think the premise of the movie will be the team actually going after Superman because Superman is like you said, controlled by um, dark side. And I think dark side will kind of be behind the scenes some until, um, you know, I think the team will eventually, you know, somehow get Superman to, you know, come back to the good side of the good guys. And then that's when we, when we might see more of Darkseid. Because, I mean, in the comics, there was that time when Darkseid wanted Superman as his, you know, next in command almost or to lead his, his armies, you know. So I think that might be what they draw from some. Right. You know, I, I, um, what was it? Uh, the Justice League animated movie, movie came out was, was a year or two ago, two years now, um, that had Darkseid control. Uh, Superman and this and yeah, basically uh, uh, was it Batman and Bruce had to go and save him and stuff. So you know, I could definitely see something like that. Like like they wait, don't really expose the massive story yet, and that would be the big surprise. Maybe the last trailer you see, you know, a glimpse of uh, of. Superman's outfit, because there was that 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 one Instagram photo that uh, Henry Cavill yeah. put out there while while and stuff, um, <clears throat> and so in everybody was wondering was it black and white, was it filtered, was it you know right. all those things. So uh, I think that's where ultimately that's where we're gonna see is um Superman being controlled by dark side the team you know Bruce getting the team what he can together to save Superman boom you're on a roll yep you're on I like a roll it. Oh. well because that would tie into Batman versus Superman too where um what's that you know uh Flash came back and said like you were right about him and said like Lois is the key or whatever anything like that like maybe that's what they were talking about you know yeah I in the lowest thing is going to be interesting how it plays out because if they do tie it back to, um, to like Batman v Superman, that's going to have to sh- that scene right there with Barry and stuff like that is going to have to be the key. And yep. is it that Barry from that time period, or is it Barry from a future time period, so forth? You yeah. know, right. That's all going to play out. Yeah, I really think that I think that Parademon shows up in that little small clip on. That we're seeing, so um, if par- if that's a true par- parody, then we get Dark Side, and then I'm pretty confident in the Justice League movie going forward. Yep, absolutely. You know what? It did get a lot of feedback from was so, um, the there was that the clip that Zack Snyder released like a couple weeks ago of Aquaman footage that he was he was working on and stuff. Um, oh yeah, and I just happened to look at it, and it was yeah. final film, like final film footage. Like if you look at the the description of it, you know, in the bottom left in, the, in test screening and stuff, it said final film footage. You know, it had a, a, a couple other stuff, and just happened to like say, you know, look, 
looking at what was being recorded and stuff like that, it seemed like that what they were doing with the Aquaman scenes underwater was that they were trying to give it more like a real life scenario of like being under salt water and stuff. So it, it seemed like it was really foggy and stuff. I was like, man, I don't think I could. I wrote on there, I was like, I don't think I could watch a movie like that for you know two hours and stuff and have those right, yeah. scenes. It would mess with my eye so much. Yeah. Holy smokes, did I get so much feedback from it and. That was right. crazy. Oh, my God. People were like, it's test footage and stuff like that. I was like, no, look at the bottom left. It says final film footage. And <laughs> it was recorded with a phone camera. You know, I'm like, I'm like, my phone camera does better than my actual regular cameras does. So don't tell <laughs> me that this is a crappy, like, Nokia, you know, that from 1992 or something like that, you know, um, filming the footage and everything like that. So it, unbelievable. I couldn't believe how many people, like, call me the antichrist because i just happen to say i don't think i can watch a movie for two and a half but hours and that that's of also kind of funny though because if you think about it in aquaman's minor cameo in batman vs superman like i mean people gave that scene hell too remember oh my gosh like, yes yes yeah criticized he was you holding know, his breath yeah, and so, like, I, I even mentioned that. It's one of the, the, like, most criticized scenes in Batman v Superman was the Jason Momoa scene because everybody was like, yeah, you can definitely tell he's holding his breath. And then, bam, I got blasted on Twitter and in the comment section saying, uh, that was not, I, I didn't remember seeing anybody criticize that, you know, and because they didn't see it, I was wrong on it. But I swear to God that there were tons and tons and tons of people on there not you know hate it not but just saying right you definitely tell that that they didn't they ha didn't have the whole underwater sequence figure out dude um, i can't wait to make up a name and get an alias and go on there and give you hell for that oh my seriously just bring it like i <laughs> I, I like I, I i've had like a couple people not apologize but just say look dude you know we gave you hell for a bunch of other shit earlier and stuff like that, but it's it's an all fun. I mean, I get it, you know. It's yeah, it's sure. everybody has their opinion. I'm I accept it. So, like, good or bad, I'll take it. It's you know, at least you know, people are coming to the website and there you go and leaving their opinion, so they can. Well, I mean, that's the, the fun wall. part too is talking yeah. about it, and you know. Oh yeah, I mean, as long as they're not calling me an A and A or anything like that, and you know, <laughs> you can call you can call me dumb, whatever. I could care less as of that because probably am so um but <laughs> like it was just amazing how i just you know the the footage came out and i you know i was talking to, to joseph about it and stuff and i was like i was like joseph do you agree with me on this and he was like well you know we'll i'll see you later and stuff and i was like well i'm just gonna write and see you know and just put it put it down because he wanted me to cover it and stuff and i was like instead of just saying hey there's new footage out there of Jason Momoa and you know you know like uh, in Zack Snyder's you know debuting some of this screen footage footage from Justice League I was like there's no way hey I could put that it, like I could put myself watching two and a half hours of this underwater sequence with that filter on it I mean it'd be like I'm actually under salt water you know watching this film and so but no it was funny well, as that's awesome the feedback I bet it was all John Hunter I like was, John signed up in like well, seventeen probably. Different like 17 different names Absolutely. and just made fun of me the entire time. So Absolutely. Well, that's it. There's probably a bunch of other stuff we could talk about and go on for another two or three hours, but we have lives and we got to get back to them. Um, so make sure, make sure you listen to our other podcast up, uh, Los Fanboys, um, Comic Uno's weekly uh, wrap-up, uh, and then check out uh, Ed Douglas's Weekend Warriors uh, weekly uh, update on what's going on in the movie realm and hitting theaters on the main screen and on the uh low budget indie film styles uh, he gives a lot of good updates and insight he actually has revamped it a little bit so uh he uh, was getting a little long-winded there so but he changed it up and um i actually enjoy it uh, a lot i enjoyed his old way of doing it but i do agree that it was it was getting a long a little bit long-winded it was actually taking me like close to 10 minutes to read everything he think he was down on there but you know, let us know what you guys think. Think, uh, you know, hit us up up uh, on the comment section and tell us what we need to cover and stuff. And we're gonna try to keep molding this show more and more and keep growing it and try to incorporate more. It seems like uh, we're getting a lot of feedback and a lot of people enjoying our wrestling, you know, conversations as as exciting as they are. But it seems like there's a lot of people in agreement with us uh, on there. And then they did say that John Hunter is. Uh, has a great sexy voice uh i will say that <laughs> that was one of the major comments on there 
um, that I had had a shout out to. So, so that's awesome. Yeah. I, I bet you he wrote that himself. He he have he actually might have. You know, John <laughs> Hunter has a sexy voice. Yeah. So um, this weekend coming up is WrestleMania on Sunday night. So we'll probably do a big mashup recap of good old WrestleMania, what we enjoyed and uh, what we didn't like. Hopefully, there's more enjoyment than dislikes. You know, it is WrestleMania, damn it. So yeah, it better. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, that's it for Mark and I. Uh, make sure you tune in next week for another exciting uh, podcast episode of LRM TV. A $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.